Section 20 of the Anzac Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Section 20. Flies and Fleas by A. Carruthers. From the Anzac Book. Edited by C. E. W. Bean. Regarding these two particular pests, my attitude in the past has been characterized by the utmost forbearance. I tolerated them and looked upon them as harmless and possibly of some usefulness to the community. The Gallipoli specimens, however, have changed my state of benevolent neutrality into one of most deadly warfare. No hymn of hate has yet been composed which could give expression to the hatred which has possessed me. Do you but go into the trenches in the endeavor to perform your duty to your country, and the flies immediately try to dissuade you by getting into your eyes, ears, nose, and mouth? Nothing will drive them away. They delight in this. They are entirely without pity. Retire to your dugout in the hope of escaping their attentions, and they are sure to follow you. Smoke till you all but asphyxiate yourself and you find them as active as ever. Nothing that human ingenuity can devise will cause them to retreat. They defy our puny efforts. You may imitate the Kaiser and strafe them for all you are worth, but it is only waste of breath. They glory in this and come back all the more. What we frequently distrust in the way of Tucker holds no terrors for the Gallipoli flies. They delight in taking risks, if only to impress us with their fearlessness. Stepping boldly on the edge of a syrup-covered biscuit, they immediately get their feet entangled. But they will not retreat. That would be against all their traditions. Instead, they will struggle their way towards the center, where they gladly give up the contest and die. They are born conquerors. I doff my hat to them in spite of my hate. With the setting sun, the flies retire, but operations are simply handed over to their allies, the fleas, and no worthier ally could be found than those pilgrims of the night. You may feel beat to the world, but there is no rest for you. As soon as you lie down to enjoy a well-earned rest, the attack commences. Advancing in open or close formation, according to circumstances, the enemy attacks on every flank with fixed bayonets, in the handling of which his units are experts. If driven off, they come again in still greater numbers. They appear to have unlimited reserves of reinforcements, which can be mobilized on the shortest notice. Their organization is perfect. Counterattacks in the dark are all in the favor of the enemy and the morning finds that they will have withdrawn their forces to advantageous cover in the blankets from which it is impossible to dislodge them. Keating's powder is of no avail against the Gallipoli fleas. It requires a still higher explosive to have any effect. The honors have so far fallen to the enemy. Personally, I would be inclined to discuss terms of peace but I doubt not he is too depraved to accept my advances. A. Carruthers, 3rd Australian Field Ambulance End of Section 20